we're talking politics, music, and the black community with Shad Avad, founder of Israelite Sounds. Let's get into it. You gotta wake out that hypnosis. Hmm? The system of this this wicked system, this Babylonian mystery criminal syndicate system, uh, has people in a slum. Have to get out. Only you have to be free in your mind. Shalom, shalom, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast, where the diaspora speaks. The whole point of this podcast is to get uplifting, thought-provoking, and uh, uh, um, uh, encouraging content out to the African-American community who are a part of the Semitic diaspora. I am your host, Yermiyahu. I'm so glad you guys have decided to join us on today. Like I always say, you can be doing anything with your time, but you decided to be here with your boy just for a couple of minutes. Listen, we got a lot to talk about today. So I'll get all the preliminary stuff out of the way Again, remember the JacobSeed.com podcast is going down It is, I'll give you about a month or so uh, It won't be there anymore So all that content will be switched over to Patreon Why Patreon? So Patreon, you'll be able to get exclusive videos and interviews Like the ones we're doing today um, You'll be able to get um, shout outs right here on the um, podcast And you'll get free merch as well So if you uh, think that's something that sounds good to you Go to patreon.com slash Jacob C Podcast I believe that's the right um, uh, address If not, it'll be in the podcast description for you um, Also remember, if you haven't already subscribed to this Please subscribe, share uh, put it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, share it on Instagram. Um, if you see a post on Instagram that's one of like our uh, clippets, hey, share that with your friends, your family, your dog. I don't care. Share it with everybody. I share it with everybody. All right. Whole world needs to know. Um, and shout out to everybody that's been listening, that's been um, supporting Jacob C. Podcast. I could not do this without you. Uh, Jacob C. Podcast has literally gone global um, everywhere from, you know, obviously United States to like South Africa. People are listening. Uh Weirdly enough, some people in Russia are listening. I don't know why. Uh, I guess we got some 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 Hebrews in Russia too. I don't know. Uh, but thank y'all, whoever y'all are. I appreciate y'all. Um, but let's get right into this episode. Let's get right into this episode. I have a special guest for you guys. Uh, his name is Shad Avad. He is the founder um, of Israelite Sounds. Um, he is also a, a, a dad coming up here pretty soon. Uh, he's an educator. He's a musician. Uh, he's a deacon. Uh, he's a he's a lover of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, he's a whole bunch of things. But I let him introduce himself. Welcome to um, for the first time, my brother, to uh, Jacob C Podcast. What's up? What's up? Appreciate you having me. Appreciate you having me, brother. Much so, love. So, uh, so tell the people a little bit about yourself, uh, Mr. Vod, because uh, some people may not know. Some people out there may not be supporting. His brother got a couple albums. I want you to go cop them, but I let I let him, you know, pub himself. All right. Well, as you know, I'm Shad Vod. Um, originally from Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, recently moved down here to Memphis. Um, I'm an educator, um, again a Hebrew uh, teacher, um, deacon, a husband, you know, artist, all those different things, and uh, and I have an album out. Um, called Light into Darkness, Transparency, uh, or Transparency, Light into Darkness. I mean, our darkness into light. Um, and it's a, um, an album that's just self-reflective and just about, you know, my journey, you know, in this way and just uh, just me just really growing and being groomed to be a better person, be a better man of Yah. So, you know, it's, on, it's out on iTunes, it's out on Apple Music, 
you know, on all platforms. It's on SoundCloud, um, Apple, it's on Amazon Music, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, go cop that time. album. Go and cop that album. Yes, for big sure. Time. So uh, uh, Shad is right here again in uh, Memphis, Tennessee with your boy. Uh, in my opinion, one of the greatest cities on the world. Uh, we need some old people like him and like myself coming here to Memphis, Tennessee uh, to wake up our people. Uh, it's, it's strongly needed. Uh, sure. But let's get right into this. Because you are an artist, um, I got to do this with all my artists. I did this with uh, with uh, the rabbi as well when he came on. Um, if y'all don't know, our rabbi is a talented artist in his own right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what is your? Who are your top five musicians of all time? Like when you when you create an album, when you're thinking about music, um, like who are the ones who influence you? The top five. Uh, so I would have to say my top five. Um not in any particular order, but I'm going to have to go with um, Prince. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to go with Nas. Okay, Illmatic, all right. Marvin Gaye. Um, Donnell Jones. Oh, man, yeah, Donnell, that's a, that's a gem right there. And uh, The Temptations. Okay, so okay. I'm, so covering <laughs> a wide spectrum of artists. You know, oh, yeah, oh, different yeah. Different influences, so... You know, growing up, a, a big hip-hop head, um, Nas is my favorite hip-hop artist. You know, just his delivery, his style, laid back, you know, v- a very vivid storyteller. Absolutely. Um, very conscious rapper. And, you know, that's something that I grew up on, that East Coast conscious, you know, rap, that 5% rap that, you know, just, I, I grew up on that. So, you know, I, I really love a message, um, the message in, the, in in music. So, I was really privy on Nas early on. That's my dad's favorite artist as well. So Nas and then Donnell Jones, man, my favorite R&B artist. Cause that's, not, that, that, cause, that's probably mine too. Yeah, because yeah. like he can not only, you know, um, create beautiful music as far as songwriting, but, you know, he makes his he makes his own music. Um, he, he creates his own beats. Um, he engineers his own stuff. So he he's a jack of all trades. You know, and so he's just a just a really genius when it comes to being musically inclined. There's no really R and B artists that really sound like him. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, Donnell Jones, he's just different. He's, he's just a one of a kind type of type of artist. You know, he don't really sample a lot. He he does a lot of just original arrangements. You right, know, he right. plays the guitar, he plays the piano, like he does a lot of original sounds. So man, I just I grew up a, I grew up a lot on Donnell Jones. He was a really really big artist. And of course, the Temptations. I grew up on them. I watched the movie. You know, I used to know all the dance moves, <laughs> you know, and just, I really, I really love the Temptations, man. All their music, and you know, I was really influenced by them as well, you know, and uh, obviously Prince, my dad's, another one of my f- dad's favorite artists, you know, another artist that mm-hmm. can do everything, can, you know, can um, play <laughs> almost every instrument, mm-hmm. produce all his own stuff, you know, just very a creative mind, you know, not only does he, he does R&B, but he does soul, he does rock, he does pop. Punk, like he does all everything. kinds of different genres. He does yeah. everything. So the, you know, the Minneapolis sounds. He got his own genre, right? And then of <laughs> course Marvin Gaye can't go wrong with him. You know, just one of the greatest soul singers ever. You know, just so that's my top five. Top five. That's that's good, man. Yeah, because not yeah. not a lot of people know about Donnell Jones. Like they they know his music, but they don't think they know it's Donnell Jones. No, they don't really know, yeah. man. They don't really know. And I know I know you really like him too. You know, coming from Chicago, that Midwest area. You oh know. yeah, you know I, I rep all you Midwest. Rep all Good, bad, or the ugly. Right. The greatest rapper alive is Kanye West. I know he's crazy. I ain't talking about this Kanye West. We talking about 
college dropout, late right. registration. Right. Uh, uh, Kanye West. Right. We ain't talking about uh, uh, MK Ultra. Kanye West. Right. MK Ultra. Well, it seems, it seems like like everybody everybody but common. You know, you don't you don't really fool with common like that. Man. No, man, I don't like. Yeah, he he just corny, man. I'm sorry, he's just corny. <laughs> That's my guy. Though. I like common. He corny. Man. I mean, another yeah. conscious rapper. You know, he's losing his way now, and it seems like he kind of sold himself out. But you know, yeah, most of them know. do when we get to industry, and we'll talk about that pretty soon in this podcast too. So. Um, and, and a lot of y'all, man, uh, uh, respond when I put up my, uh, on Instagram, when I put up a snippet of this, who is your top five artists? Um, and I know a lot of people get kind of deep and all that stuff. Cause you're in the way now and you're in the truth and all that. Listen, quit playing yourself. You still listen to hip hop. You still listen to R and B. Um, even some of these, um, these artists that's in the way they sampling still, they still sampling the, the pop music and R and B and hip hop of old. So don't play yourself. Be, be real with yourself. <laughs> All right. So, so, uh, so being that, we're talking about musicians, talking about artists. Uh, we see this wave of different so-called conscious celebrities mm-hmm. right now um, in the media. You have, whether it's LeBron James, whether mm-hmm. it's Kyrie Irving, um, whether it's even the uh, Kim Kardashian getting into, into politics, yeah. um, whoever it may be, like, and, and they, they have a voice now. Colin mm-hmm. Kaepernick's of the world. Right. Um, and people are following them. So so if LeBron says, vote for this person. If LeBron says, uh, you should be passionate about this issue. If Colin Kaepernick says that you should be passionate about, you know, whatever this is. Or Kyrie or whoever. Um, people are following those, um, those directives from these celebrities. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, uh, being in the music industry... <clears throat> and obviously you're an independent artist, uh, so this brother ain't sold his soul out to nobody. He's independent, all right? Right. Uh, but should celebrities be the voice of reason for the masses? So if we're looking, like the whole COVID-19 stuff and all this stuff, who who mm-hmm. do we need to be looking toward for, like, direction? And our, our celebrities, the one we should be listening to, because they usually have the loudest voices. Um. So in, in my opinion, um, I do not think celebrities um, should be people um, that – um, we look up to or people that we should be following because um, for the most part um, celebrities people that are in that mainstream you know you know mainstream media uh, mainstream machine you know they are controlled by the elites you know That's and right. so when whoever is you know put and out explain, there explain the elite for the people who don't know real quick um, so um, you have you know different secret societies you have different families um, that that run, you know, entertainment industry that that run, you know, politics that run everything. So you have, you know, the Rothschilds of the world, and you have, you know, uh, um, the Bilderbergs and just different families, elite mm-hmm. families um, of European Jewish descent. You know that that controls, you know, all mainstream media. You know, so when we when we talk about the elite, you know, I'm not necessarily saying, you know, the Illuminati, just a blanket term of the Illuminati, but we, we know that there's a certain amount of powerful families Absolutely. that control everything, right? You know, we could call them the Council of 13, whatever you want to call them, but, you know, the, 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 just the top elite families that control, you know, all of media, you know, that is who we would call the elite, right? And so they control everything that comes onto the airwaves. Everything that's on mainstream, they control it. So whenever there's a celebrity that pops up and that's real popular and has a bunch of followers, you, you probably you can – be quite sure that they are being controlled, you know, they're a puppet for their, their master. Gotcha. So like, like a little Nas X or something. Like a little Nas X, you gotcha. know, 
you know, and so, um, and it's getting, it's becoming more and more blatant too, you know, just the witchcraft and the demonic stuff is going on. It's becoming more and more blatant, you know, so, uh, just in my opinion, you know, celebrities, you know, they are definitely controlled, you know, they are controlled. Their message is controlled. They can't speak out. There's no freedom of speech. You know, they, mm. they are controlled by, you know, the head of the record companies and, and, you know, the Lear Cohen's of the world and, you know, and all these different people, you know, they control the message. So we should not be looking up to them because they're not being their authentic self. You know, in, wow. order, in order to get to that level, you know, you have to make certain compromises in order to even get to that level. You know, so, you know, so the LeBron James of the world and, you know, the um, other celebrities, um, the Little Nas X's and the Cardi B's and, you know, even some of these political, you know, rappers like the Killer Mike's, you know, I like Killer Mike, you know, but... Some of these just celebrity artists, just in general, you know, they're not to be looked up to. For one, they don't follow Torah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and for two, you know, their message is diluted. You know, it's very mm. diluted. They're, they're not being their authentic self and they're not really giving real solutions. They're just, it's a lot of lip service, you know. Um, and so that's one, that's one big issue. But a lot of these celebrities, they talk a lot, you know. They, they, they talk a good game, they go on these interviews and these shows and they and they discuss issues and they discuss different things, but really behind closed doors, they're not really working to truly um, help free the people like that, you know, so gotcha. celebrities should not be, you know, people that we should look up to. Now, there are, granted, there are probably, you know, certain people that are not a part of the machine, you know, that, you know, speak out and, they, and they're doing things, you know, and that's good and, and people like that should be commended, you know, so I'm not going to say, you know, Every single person that's famous or a celebrity is just, you know, completely, you know, a part of the machine. But, you know, there's there's some people, you know, that, you know, like like recently the Kwame Browns of the world, you know. Yeah, mama's the, cooking. Right, mama's cooking. <laughs> you know, um, we have, you know, um, I think Busy Bone from um, Bone Thugs now who's broken uh, away from the system, who has right, his own podcast. Right. He's talking against the industry. And, um, I believe the, Larry Johnson as well. Right, yeah, Larry Johnson, the football player. Mm -hmm. So you have different yeah. people, you know, um, that 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 are speaking out against the industry. Even the woman from Charmed, I forgot her name, Rosie something. Dang, but she is too. Yeah, so she she's Dang. speaking out against. It. She got a whole book talking about the industry. Dang. You know, um, you know, so it's just you know, but just in general though, you know, celebrities should not be people we should be looking up to at all. Gotcha. Um, at all. Great, great explanation because I, I don't think a lot of people understand the compromise that celebrities are in. I don't think a lot of people understand that celebrities in and of themselves are not themselves mm -hmm. uh, they are they are a brand of whomever whatever family that that's giving them money mm -hmm. their brand of viacom or cnn or whoever's controlling them and being a mouthpiece no different than a politician yeah so, major facts so i think a lot of our people unfortunately believe that celebrities are just you know just independent people like no nah, somebody's somebody's controlling that puppet i mean yeah. don't get it twisted it ain't just celebrities now it's, it's some of our leaders right here in the way um, some of the leaders right here that, that claim to love the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they claim to love black and brown people um, and their plants. Um, and they, they're, For sure. they're right here. And, and it's not just, and a lot of people, I know a lot of people say, oh, these camps, these camps, these camps. No, nah, it ain't just camps, man. It's, it's assemblies, it's churches. It's, because unfortunately, what I've seen, especially in the way is a lot of people, um, it's kind of like gospel music. Like, mm -hmm. I was, I really want to do R&B. I couldn't. I couldn't really make it, right. so I'm gonna do gospel. Mm -hmm. And the same kind of kind of way in the way. Unfortunately, there's a lot of preachers 
for whatever reason couldn't make it in the Christian world. So right. they're like, well, they don't they don't really have respect for you as a Hebrew because they think you stupid. So mm-hmm. they're gonna just move to the to the way to this awakening and try to preach you happy or uh, say you know key terms like you the people and get a so they can get a large YouTube Twitter following. And, and how you know some of these folks is a plant? They have huge YouTube Twitter followings, but they don't they don't run no kind of assembly. Mm. They're not a bishop or a deacon or a captain of no kind of camp. Facts. Like they just they just on YouTube. They yeah. only on Patreon. They only on Instagram. Like they ain't leading nobody outside of social media. Right. That that's a huge red flag. That's right facts. There. So that's facts. You know, and you know, and I, I'll say this too, because when you think, you know, about just the elite and how they operate, these folks are ten steps ahead at all times. So mm-hmm. they they know how to get People, you know, they, they, they know how to control the minds of people in all facets, even in this quote unquote woke and conscious area. They know how to infiltrate and get people off of off of the right track, even though you think you're on the right track. You think you woke and you and you following the Bible, you, you following the scriptures, you're doing A, B and C. But they know how to um, infiltrate and, you know, pervert, you know, the truth and pervert, you know, whatever, you know camp or congregation you're in they, they know how to manipulate and to put people in places you know and to conjure up feelings and emotions and to get you off of your skirt and get a, and get you more to be more divided you mm-hmm. know so like like for instance i know and more talked about this a little bit um on shabbat but just how even a lot of these pro-black groups that were formed <laughs> like the black panthers and certain different people like these are man, I love the black these panthers are too, you know government planted <laughs> groups Mm-hmm. You know, that were used to, you know, control the minds of our people and to get us to kind of be to act kind of irrational and to right. and to kind of cause more division and be more volatile, you know. And so um, it, it happens in all facets of different things. You know, COINTELPRO is very real, you know, and right. so the government knows how to infiltrate. They they know, you know, what gets people ticked off. They know, you know, what gets people going, you know, so, you know, you, Anything that's put in your face, I say this all the time, anything or any group or any any kind of, you know, affiliation that's put in, in your face in mainstream media, if it's always, always constantly talked about, if Hollywood greens lights, green lights these movies, you know, more than likely, it's, it's probably a government entity. I say that all the time, you know, because if you are really about that work, the government is not trying to, you know, plaster you everywhere. They're more that's than likely right. trying to destroy you. You know, so I'm always kind of leery of super popular groups that's super radical and it's they sound good they sound like the for the people but if you're always on the camera if you're always on the screen everybody's talking about you on all the news outlets it's just, I, I just something about it I just, I just don't trust it you know I just don't trust it you know and so I've always been like that because we know how Cointel Pro work we know that the that um, this country they run everything off of narrative everything is about narrative everything you know, and about control and about power, you know. So I just want to throw that out there. Oh, yeah. Sure. And I, and he exposed in Black Panthers. I was like, man, that's that's my group right there, man. Don't talk about the Black Panthers. But what I will say, though, <laughs> in defense <laughs> of my Black Panthers, right. the, ones that, that, the ones that didn't do what the government want them to do, right. they're not alive today. Your, right. your Huey Newtons, they, he ain't alive no mm-hmm. more. Uh, they killed him. Uh, mm-hmm. Your Fred Hamptons, they killed him. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you still got uh, what's the boy's name? The the one that started it with uh, Huey. I can't think of his name at the moment. Uh, just gone blank. Fred Hampton. Uh, no, Fred Hampton dead. 
Are you talking about um still alive? Yeah, that's still alive. Um, Bobby Seal. Bobby Seal. So you mm-hmm. got you got Huey Newton is dead. Yep. Who started with Bobby Seal? Yep. Why is Bobby Steel still alive? The kind of questions I ask myself. Yeah, those yeah. are kind of questions we always have to ask. Like we have to ask those why questions, uh, because it's those why questions that's going to send you down the rabbit hole of truth, um, and then you'll figure out, hey, you know, maybe Bobby Seal was a plant. I don't know. I'm just he, he could be a genuine dude. I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, don't come at me, Bobby Seal, if you hear this. <laughs> I ain't trying to get none of Mama's cooking. I'm just I'm just throwing something. I'm just asking the question why. Right. <laughs> Uh, so, so talking about celebrities, talking about Cointel Pro, talking mm-hmm. about uh, whether it's MK Ultra or whatever. There's also a, a documentary on Netflix called Wormwood that mm-hmm. I need to watch. I need to watch Wormwood. It's a guy trying to expose the CIA for uh, his father was kind of like one of the first MK Ultra test dummies. Um, come to find out, yeah, uh, for people who think that's just like conspiracy theory and we crazy and all this stuff, like, no, nah, this this stuff is real. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking about celebrities, so moving on from celebrities, we see the kind of like, especially during the Trump and Obama administration, mm-hmm. we saw this weird kind of mixture of celebrity Hollywood with DC, with what we've never ever seen before. Mm-hmm. So I remember growing up, like I've never seen celebrities, like you see a celebrity like every now and again campaign for a president. But when Obama came on the scene, it was like Hollywood was like, nah, this our guy. Yeah. Uh, so you had people come out everywhere from Paris Hilton to um, to all the actors and, you know, LeBron James of the world, all these, like, Hollywood just came out like, this is our guy. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing happened with Trump. Like, his side of Hollywood was like, this is our guy. You know, uh, you had the Tom Brady's of the world, and um, I forgot the race car driver, but that person that you had a lot of the actors that came out and people were surprised. Like, Oh, I can't believe people in Hollywood are conservative. Like they're they're there too. Mm -hmm. Trump just gave him a voice. They didn't have a voice before Trump. Right. Uh, But we saw that happen. Um, So with the, we know celebrities can't be the voice for, for reason for the masses, but Mm -hmm. as far as the American leaders, so we're looking at our presidents, our congressmen, congresswomen, our mayors, governors on down the list. Um, are they also being controlled by these elites or are when they talk, are we hearing free speech? Are we hearing uh, free thinkers and free thought? Mm. So, you know, when we think about um, our American leaders and we think about our politicians and our presidents, um, obviously they are controlled as well. Mm. You know, um, so we know that uh, we have the CFR and we have once again, the council of 13 and just the higher elite families that even control politics and government. You know, so government is also controlled by these these elite families, you know. And so um, even when we watched the video on Shabbat, when Hillary Clinton said her own mouth that, you know, (laughs) she, you know, now that they're in D.C. and the CFR got a got a got a uh, office in D.C. and I can go to them and, you know, whatever they tell me to do, I can I can I can go ahead and do what they tell me to do. You know, she said out her own mouth. I can just walk down the street now and, you know, and and get my orders. Right. Wait a minute. You. (laughs) You supposed to work. We elected you. You supposed to work right. for us. Facts, you know. So, <laughs> so even even them, they have they are controlled, you know, to a certain extent, you know. I'll, and I always say, um, presidents are picked before we even know they're picked. You know, That's they true. are they already know who are, who's going to be the president before they become president. You know, so um, they are obviously controlled because there is a a one world, you know, world one or. or a new world order they're trying to 
that they're trying uh-huh. to put forth, you know. And so it, it goes above and beyond presidents. Presidents are pretty much just figureheads that are there to appease the people's feelings, you know, because every, everything, you know, we are emotion-based people, you know, and they put leaders in our face because they, 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 they want us to, you know, move by our emotions and not be logically, you know, and not logically think about the things that are going on, you know. So, just for, so for instance, like, you know, we're in an era where it's all about who you like. You know, we're a follower-based era, you know, social media and all these followers and so we're 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 a lot of followers we're a lot of minions we're, we're a lot of we really act like peons and pawns yeah. you know because it's all about who we like you know we don't really look at legislation we don't look at executive orders we don't look at different things like that to come to a logical conclusion on who should be in office and 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 and, and what should be put forth what should be put in place but but we look at who we like you know, mm-hmm. who, who, who tickles our ear, who does something or goes to this event or pull out some hot sauce or do A, B, and C, <laughs> and then we, we like them, you know. And so, like, for, even for Trump, like, obviously Trump does a lot of stuff. He says a lot of racist stuff. I, I, I get it. But when you just, just look at him in comparison to Biden or Obama, he's no different than pretty much any of these presidents, man. He's, all he That's does true. is he, he says certain things that makes people upset, and this is the reason why people will say, oh, he's the worst president or he, 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 A, B, and C, I can't yeah. stand Trump. It's because it's his mouth. He right. ain't really. But what has he done different yeah, what than he, anybody else? What he, yeah, what has he done different than anybody else, you know? <laughs> you know, and so that's one thing that I always say is just, it's just we are, we are controlled by our emotions, right? Mm-hmm. And we are emotional-based people. We're, we don't think straight, you know, and even be, um, Behold the Pale Horse even talked about how, you know, that's, that's, that's where we're, where, that's where we're going towards. We're going towards, you know, being dumber than a sixth grader, you know, yeah. that's, that's just, that's what it is. And so we don't think for ourselves anymore. You know, we think uh, over, we think the same as our leader or whoever we follow think. So that's if true. we follow somebody, if we follow or Trump, if we follow Obama, we follow Biden, we follow Kamala, we follow Dr. Umar, we follow brother polite or whoever, like if we, these are people oh, that no, we, whatever they Dr. say, Umar. it's just, we regurgitate <laughs> what they say uh-huh. we don't think for ourselves and research these things and actually look into things ourselves but whoever is popular whatever they say we just go along with it you know right. and if somebody you know is willing to you know um appease your ear you just believe everything they say so so biden will say he's for black people he'll he'll go to a church and he'll sing with the choir um, um, um and he'll do different things to to look like he's for us right you know but at the end of the day, what is he really doing? Nothing. Right. What is he really doing? Because um, I was watching The Hill and there was uh, some leaked audio of Biden. And he was talking about, you know, um, just, you know, the different um, political movements that's been going on as far as, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter and just different and just different things that's been going on in the black community as far as just uprisings and the, and the, and the, um, the marches mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the plan for black America and in the leaked audio, he pretty much saying, shoot, I, I didn't, I didn't talked about it. You know, I, I, I spoke up for it. That's, I mean, what else you want from me? So basically saying <laughs> that I spoke up for it. What else you want me to do? Like, you want me to do something else? I mean, I, I spoke for it. That's all I really, that's all I really need to do. So, so really he's just, it's just, once again, he knows what to say. <laughs> he knows what to say to tickle the ears of the people, to get people on his side. 
Yeah. But behind closed doors, he's not going to do anything for you. You know, so that's just, you know, my take on just American leaders just just as a whole because, you know, they are controlled. You know, they are controlled um, by the these elite groups, by these um, Ashkenazi Jews and by these Jesuits and in these different people. You know, they're controlled by these people, you know, so we shouldn't be looking up to our politicians. We shouldn't be looking up to our president because at the end of the day, you know, they are in alignment with the globalization plan. Mm-hmm. They're in alignment with that plan. Absolutely. So any president or any politician that's against that plan, guess what? They will not they will not be elected, they will not be chosen, they will not be picked. You know, so you just you gotta you gotta keep all those things in perspective, you know. Yeah, so um I agree one hundred percent. Uh there's I always say that our, our presidents are are selected, they're not elected. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're trying to like get into politics, something that's going to impact your life, um, although your mayor may have an agenda, like your mayor is picked by popular vote. Presidents are not. Um, if you don't understand how voting works for a president, for um, for U.S. congressmen and women, mm-hmm. like look that up. Like they, they, we don't vote them in. The Electoral College votes them in. Facts. We don't do that. Uh, but your mayor, your attorney general, your judges, your local county judges, the mm-hmm. people that you got to go up to, especially people of color. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we got to go see them a lot. Yeah. Those are the people you and your family need to be looking over their campaign and seeing, man, number one, can we get someone that looks like us in there? Right. Number two, someone not just looks like us, but come come from where we come from. So yeah. we have, you know, a lot of, you know, struggling neighborhoods here in Memphis, whether it's South Memphis, North Memphis, whether it's uh, Parkway Village. Man, was that person raised in those areas? Well, they, they come from an orange man? Well, we need to vote that person in because when I come in front of them, more than likely, maybe I can get some leniency outside of our mandatory minimums because he understands my plight. He understands some things I just, because of my situation, my environment, maybe I just have to do because mm-hmm. I don't understand that there's another way. Um, um, and we'll talk about this. Uh, and you already covered this kind of uh, about just the sham of the Democratic slash Republican divide. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Democrats are supposedly liberal. Uh, the Republicans are supposedly uh, conservative, mm-hmm. although Trump um, agreed with gay marriage and he agreed with uh, pro-choice, um, and although uh, Bill Clinton, who is a uh, Democrat, signed into law the uh, the Defense of Marriage Act, which said marriage is between one man and one woman. Mm-hmm. So every now and again, you see them play their cards like they're they're in bed together. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll play a clip real quick, and I don't usually agree with Charles Barkley because I think he's a fool. Um, I ain't gonna say that. He's not a fool, but he's he just be saying stuff that just I don't know, I don't know I don't know I don't know where he get his, his perspective from maybe mm-hmm. it's maybe it's an Alabama thing um, yeah. I don't know uh, but I did definitely agree with this and I'll play this clip real quick so y'all can hear it uh, what Charles Barkley had to say about um, our politicians and their quote unquote divide. Mm-hmm. The Kennedy had been the one here in Indianapolis who shared that news and how painful it was. Yeah, but the one thing I took out of that piece was, man, I think most white people and black people are great people. I really believe that in my heart. But I think our system is set up where our politicians, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, are designed to make us not like each other so they can keep their grasp of money and power. They divide and conquer. I truly believe in my heart most white people and black people are awesome people. But we're so stupid 
following our politicians, whether they are Republicans or Democrats. And their only job is, hey, let's make these people not like each other. We don't live in their neighborhoods. We all got money. Let's make the whites and blacks not like each other. Let's make rich people and poor people not like each other. Uh, let's, let's scramble the middle class. I truly believe that in my heart. Well, so that is uh, Charles Barkley on how he feels about the American politics and politicians, how they divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that. And, you know, I, again, I don't think Charles Barkley's a fool in the sense that he don't, he's not smart and he don't know nothing. He just said a lot of crazy stuff, in my opinion. Um, and he says he says a lot of hard stuff about people, so I believe Charles is a real man. He can he can he can dish it out and he can take it. So yeah. he'd be all right. Yeah, he'd be all right. <laughs> you know. And so, man, yeah, I agree with that too, man. And when we look at just the two parties, and even going back, you know, to the Civil War time and and mm-hmm. and, and Abe Lincoln, we know who was a Republican, and he was um, in in front of the in front of the you know. Like in in front of the the news and the media at that time, he was speaking, you know, you know, against slavery and all those different things. But behind closed doors, when he would have different debates, I remember, um, I think it was 1858 when he was when he was um, having a debate um, or a speech when he was going against uh, the, whatever the U.S. Um, Senate was at the time. He spoke against blacks um, and he said that, you know, blacks shouldn't have certain rights as far That's as intermarrying as far as voting, as far as all those different things. So he, 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 he was very conflicting in his idea. And, and we know that his mission wasn't necessarily to, to free the slaves, but just to, to kind of even out, you know, the playing field as far as, you know, um, as far as um, blacks are concerned, you know, because, because, you know, the South pretty much had a monopoly on, you know, uh, on blacks at that time. And as far as, you know, all the slaves and, he was trying to get the union and, back. Yeah, together. he was trying to yeah get that and by any means necessary. Yeah, by any means. So it really <laughs> didn't have anything to do with you know um, necessarily like I re- I really these people really deserve to be free. But you know he he played once again on the emotions of the common man right. by you know outwardly speaking you know against slavery and against certain things you know that the conf- that the Confederate was talking about you know that way people would be on his side that way when it was wartime you know he had you know the the the, the strength in numbers. In order to conquer, you know, the Confederate, you know, and so, um, and then after, obviously, you know, the Union won, the the the, the Civil War. When we go into the Reconstruction era, we see that the Confederates or the Democrats, they saw that that was successful for Lincoln. So it was like, you know what? Maybe we need to do. Maybe we need to start appeasing the ear of the people. Maybe we need to right. start, you know, taking on these tactics and and and, and act like we're for the people you know, and do things for the poor and do things for these people. That way they'll be on our side. That way they'll vote for us. And that way we'll be back in power. Right. So this is why you always see the democratic and Republican party always flip flopping because they, they understand that they need to play on an emotion, on the emotions of the common man to That's get right. them on their side for their, for their gain. It's all for their gain, whether it be monetary or for, for power. They only play on the emotions of the people in order to get, you know, a certain gain. It's always a selfish motive. It's never like they really care and, and you know, they, they, they really, they're really moral people. You know, politics has always been a sham. Politics has always <laughs> been something to where, you know, it's, it's always been like a drama TV series, you know, yep, you know, true. they, they like to play on the emotions of people in order to get them on their side. And that's always, it's always how it's been. And this is why, <laughs> this is why the Republican party was like the first democratic party, you yeah. know, and the democratic party was like the Republican party. <laughs> and that's then right. it flip flopped. 
you know, and so and, and throughout history, you see how it'll flip flop just throughout yeah, history. It'll, it'll, it'll flip flop, yeah, and yeah, right. It'll, it just it just got close to happening now with uh, with Bush bringing the Republicans closer to the middle, yeah, um, and then with Obama kind of bringing Democrats closer to the middle. Mm-hmm. But then you had you know you threw Trump in there, and it kind of it kind of pushed everybody back to their corners. Facts uh, probably kind of set their agenda back a few years, but I mean. It's not gonna stop him. You can slow the machine down, but you're mm-hmm. not gonna stop him. That's why they had to get Trump out of there because he was <laughs> he was slowing down the process. And uh, I think, and I don't think he was necessarily part of the blue blood crew, you know. Right. So that's that's probably why he's like, man, get his boy, get this man up out of here. Right. He was he was still part mm-hmm. of the elite, just Facts. not their elite. Facts. Yeah, just a different yeah different group of elite. Right. 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 You know. So. So when we look at that, um, and we we have we know we have a lot of black people. Like the I would I would bet my left arm to say overwhelming majority of black and brown people are going to vote Democrat. Yes. Uh, because of just, um, obviously right now this generation is, is, is an Obama effect. Uh, but before that it was, you know, it was the party that led civil rights. You know what I'm saying? Um, although Martin Luther King was a Republican and Malcolm X had no political affiliation. I don't know how they, claim that but whatever uh but they're the party that's led civil rights they're the party that you know uh make sure that we have you know affirmative action and um rights for women and um Mm -hmm. government programs to help out you know minorities and so on and so forth and overwhelmingly we vote for them um and as i said before i have a podcast just talking about voting and whatever but Mm -hmm. as we look at our windows look to your left look to your right look to your north look to your south nothing's changed right what has changed since you voted for Barack Obama? What has changed since you voted for uh, Bill Clinton? Uh, what has changed since you voted for who was before him, uh, President Carter, or whatever Democrat? Go on, keep going back. Right. Nick, uh, Kennedy and all these other people, President mm-hmm. Johnson, all these people. What what Facts. has changed? Uh, the answer is nothing. That's I, a fact. I, I can answer that for you. It's mm-hmm. nothing. Um. So how do we? And I always say, you know, especially if it's an African American person, mm-hmm. they're not helping you. Unless they're telling you who you are, like mm-hmm. you are a child, a seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you need to follow Torah. If they're not telling you those words, in my opinion, they're not helping you. Mm-hmm. They can feed you for a couple months on some welfare program, but but where does that leave your mind? Where does right. that leave your soul? Where does that leave your family as far as a legacy? Uh, because they can feed you, and then guess what? They're gonna have to turn around and feed your kids because mm-hmm. you're in the same the same cycle of dependency and and. Uh, void of identity and and not following Torah and all these different things. So, um, how can we as and we'll shift gears here? How, yep. how can we as a African American community, a Black community, a uh, Black and Brown, whatever, whatever you want to classify our community, um, how can we get out of the hole that we're in? And the hole that we're in, we're in, we're uh, at least here in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, we are the most impoverished. We are the most uneducated. Um, we have the highest uh, statistics of all the bad diseases you can think of. Yep. Uh, we are in bad debt. Uh, the wealth gap is enormous. When you look at a, a, a working class black man with a working class white man, the, the, I mean, you can, it's probably bigger than the Grand Canyon. Like we, mm-hmm. there, there's no way outside of an act of God that we can catch up, that we can shrink the, the wealth gap. Uh, so how do we get out of this rut as an African-American community? Well, I think one thing we 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 can do, you know, um, is stop, you know, playing the victim all the time. Mm. So, one thing we need to stop doing is we got to stop, you know, acting like you know, you know, um, you know, the white man and and this and this and this and everybody's so against me. You know, I, I can't get ahead, and you know, they they 
you know, they, they, they're the reason why, you know, I'm this way or the reason why our people are this way. And we, we, we play the victim a lot, but we never look within on why things are the way they are. Mm. So, you know, I always say this all the time and life is about choices. You know, so we understand that systematic oppression is there. We understand that we are at the bottom of the totem pole. We understand that, you know, they'll put, you know, you know, gun stores and liquor stores and, you know, um, different things. They'll plant guns in the community, they'll plant drugs in the community. We understand that those things happen, right? But still, life is about choices. Absolutely. You know, so right. you don't, choices you make. Right. You don't have to go sell those drugs. You don't have to go get drunk and high just because you can't find a job at the moment. You know, you can you don't you don't have to, you know, go around and have a bunch of baby mamas and be on child support. I mean, you don't you don't have to make these choices, you know, even though even though we have a lot of obstacles and, and for the most part, black people have probably the most obstacles than any other group of people on the pla- pla- on the face of the earth. We understand that. Yeah. But you still have a choice to make. You know, you don't have to do certain things. So one thing we have to stop doing is always playing the victim because because. You know, for instance, like like police brutality, like we always march up and down the street. Man, I'm sick of marching. You know when <laughs> when when somebody kill a black man, you know. Um, but when we look at our own communities, you know, when we kill each other, and when the drug dealer down the street is, is hustling and selling drugs to the people in the community, we have a no snitch policy. You know, we don't march for that. We don't speak up for stuff like that. We we allow wickedness to go on in our own communities, but yet when somebody come and, and, and kill somebody in the community now we want to say something but we have to work within and then that's when other people will respect us that's true other groups and people and other nationalities and other people will not respect us if we don't respect ourselves you know how 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 do we expect anybody to take black people seriously if we don't take ourselves seriously you know so so uh, like our own communities like we have to stop littering in our own communities we have to stop you know, selling drugs in our communities. We have to stop prostituting our women in our own communities. We have to stop yeah, killing true. each other in our communities. Like these, this is these are things that Black people do to do to themselves on a daily basis. You know, and just me being for some, being someone that's from Southwest Little Rock. You know, I've, I've grown up in rough neighborhoods for, for most of my life. You know, and you know, and it's it's always us. You know, perpetuating these curses on each other. Yeah. You know, you can't we can't constantly blame the oppressor for everything all the time. We have to start making our own choices and not allowing, you know, the system to, to delegate how we should move and then blame that same system, you know, because we fall in, we fall right into the system. We have to, we have to be smart enough to, you know, outsmart the system and not allow, you know, the obstacles that they, that they place in front of us to trip us up, you know? So, yeah, that's it's, it's a it's a catch twenty two because the mm-hmm. same system that we on we on Main Street marching against because they killed George George Floyd is the yeah. same system that's using welfare and public aid to put food in your mouth. Yeah, and that's not every black person. I'm just using a blanket, blanket statement. statement yeah. But uh, you know, we we have to do better. I agree in our own communities, policing our own. Yeah. Uh, if you if you don't want and 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 uh, you know, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. It's my show, but. If you if you don't want the police policing your neighborhood, yeah. you police your neighborhood. Right. If 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 you ain't gonna snitch on the drug dealer, well, you need to do something about the drug dealer. Right. If you're not gonna snitch on the pimp, you need to do something about the pimp. Yeah. Because the police gonna come in. Because somebody gonna call them. Somebody mm-hmm. on the block gonna call them, and you ain't gonna say nothing. 
Yeah. So 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 let's be more proactive yeah. as African Americans and clean up our neighborhood. And that's not every. Obviously, we have in Memphis. We have North South Memphis. We have, uh, like I said, Parkway Village. Uh, uh, different neighborhoods that are just bad. Yes. But we also have Orange Mounds. We have Ravencrests. We have Uptowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have black communities who are vibrant. Mm-hmm. And and for the most part, everybody's living, going to work, uh, agreeing with one another. There's no drugs. There's no crime and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overwhelmingly, I mean, obviously you have, you know, communities in, in, in Maryland and, and California and d- these different things. I'm not talking about them. Y'all doing good. I ain't talking about you. Mm-hmm. For, the, for our people that's in a rut, because we understand that we're not free until mm-hmm. we're all free. Yep. So our, for, for our people that's in a rut, we have to, number one, um, as, as Shai said, like, this no-stitch policy got to go away. Thanks. I understand we don't like the cops. But the cops are necessary. They're, they're there. The ones that are there, mm-hmm. if, they, if they had enough gall to actually come into your community, they probably want to help you. That's facts. Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, second of all, you don't want the police there. Police your own people. Like you, you, you so big and bad, and you want to fight the cops. But when it come to Tyrone on the corner, like you don't want to deal with him. Yeah, and he ain't got no police force behind him. Mm-hmm. Deal with him. Uh, secondly, if you are somebody who's listening and you know Torah and you know the truth, whether you're messianic or not, like share the truth with these people. Yeah, they need to know like who they are, and they don't have to live this way. Understand that every time I, I had a cousin who lived in New York. Um, he came to stay with us when we lived in Boston for a while, but mm-hmm. uh, when he when he he was just too much, so we had to send him back to his mama. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing was he was too much for his mama. So after a while, walking to school, um, he's uh, I forgot what part of Manhattan they're in, but every every day he walked home from school, he got jumped. Mm. And after a while, he was like, "I'm sick of being jumped, so I might as well just go ahead and join this gang." So right. we understand those things happen. Mm-hmm. Those things happen right here in Memphis. Those things are happening in Little Rock. Those things are happening in New Orleans. Those things are happening in Atlanta, Houston, and all these black cities, Chicago, whatnot. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I'm not, I'm not mad at the young brother and sister who had to sell drugs because they, the, the drug dealer threatened their family. Mm-hmm. What I'm telling the drug dealer is, you ain't got to sell drugs. You ain't got to threaten that family. Yeah. What I'm telling those gang members that's jumping the little boy is like, you don't have to live that way. Right. You don't. That's a choice that you made. That's facts. That's a choice that you made to drunk that brother. If, if if the whole neighborhood came together and was like, we ain't joining this gang, mm-hmm. there's more y'all than them. That's the facts. whole neighborhood came together and said, you're not prostituting our women. There's more y'all than the, than the couple pimps that's in your neighborhood. That's facts. The whole neighborhood came together and was like, man, we all getting clean and we ain't we ain't buying no more of your drugs. What they going to do to you? Mm-hmm. You have more power than the people who oppress you. Remember, the white man just ain't the only oppressor. That drug dealer is your oppressor. Facts. That that gang member is your oppressor. That's facts. That pimp is your oppressor. Mm-hmm. So don't just look at the white man. Uh, these are people who are also a part of the system. Facts. As we just talked about how the government or the government is controlled by the elites, it's like it's like a trickle-down effect. The elite controls the government, and the government controls the goon that's in your neighborhood. Facts. He, he is not a free man. She is not a free woman. That is facts. That is facts. You know, totally agree. You know, so I think, you know, that that is one of the biggest things we need to do. We need to stop deflecting and start reflecting more as a people, you know, and stop looking at outside sources um, as our problem and start looking at ourselves as the problem, you know, because once again, we make the, we make choices. Our, our neighborhoods don't have to look as raggedy as they look. I shouldn't have to ride around in black neighborhoods and it just looked just ran down. Why is it ran down? We run them down because, you know, we know 
the gentrification happens and you know that right. you know, when they take over when they take over our stuff guess what it turns right back clean and they keep it clean so um and then when they move us to a different area guess what we do with that area we make it back dirty you know and yeah, so we man, have I'm to I'm getting gentrified right now and I ain't going nowhere right keep you know, raising my property taxes so we move. so we have to you know be be mindful of you know we can we can keep our streets clean we can keep our neighborhoods clean we can you know we can have good infrastructure in our neighborhoods if we you know no, book back against the system, man. We can't right. fall into, we can't, we can't, you know, trip over, you know, the traps, and then, you know, and we see the trap before we trip over it. We trip over it and then blame the trap. It's like, man, you saw the trap. You know the trap is there. You know that there's a system against you, but you right. yet and still want to blame them and, and just do. Well, I got to do this because I got to feed my family. No, you don't got to do that. Just work hard. Stop being lazy. Stop working hard. You know, and you can persevere because everybody can persevere if you work hard. But, Absolutely. But we, but we don't want to work hard we like the easy money we like the easy route we like the easy stuff you know so that's right. one thing we, we got to do as a people we got to stop um deflecting and start reflecting you know and another thing obviously is torah you know we, mm-hmm. we must implement you know torah within our communities and as us as being in the way or us being in this walk we have to you know be those little saviors in our in our areas as far as you know spreading the message and absolutely and and and, and being the ones that are willing to extend our hand you know because we know that, you know, Yeshua wanted to build his church on, on Caesarea Philippi, you know, which was a wicked, right. wicked place, place of Dan. We know that uh, it was a horrible place. Right. You know, idol worship and all that kind of stuff. So we have to have that same mindset to, that wherever we're at, you know, we, we must you know, have an impact on these black communities, you know, you know, spreading the word, you know, being loving, being kind as people in the way. We can't you know, distance ourselves from these people, but we must, you know, be accessible to these people right. and speak the gospel you know, to, to our people all over, man. And, and like, like I said, I, like, I know sometimes we don't like to be in these areas and we don't like fooling with people sometimes, but, you know, but it is important for us to extend our hand because we are called to bring healing to the nation. So we must be able to extend our hand to those that need us, you know. And, 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 and so for the families, though, for the, for the black people in these communities, we, we need tour for real, you know. And, and I'm not saying, and not just letter either. I'm not talking just letter. We need, you know, true tour in our heart written in our heart you know and, and what i mean by that is you know we have a lot of people that speak Torah, but they don't necessarily live it Man. you know so we have to get to a point where we actually live torah you know so i'm not just speaking blanket like just follow torah you know and just the letter and just you know read scripture and just act out what the scriptures say but we have to literally live it right every fiber of the scripture the spirit of the scripture, the spirit of the Torah, we must we must live that. We must truly embody that because we know that, you know, the fulfillment of Torah is that we, you know, the scriptures talk about how we are to love the most high with all our heart, mind and soul and how we are to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Those two commands fulfill all of the Torah. You know, that's, that's right. what Yeshua said. So we must understand that in order to follow Torah, we must be completely selfless. And that's what those two commands embody complete selflessness That's and right. sacrificing self for the betterment of God and for the betterment of your fellow man. So when we look at the 10 commands, don't none of the 10 commands have to do anything with self. It has everything to do with God it has everything to do with your brother. Yeah. So when we read the 10 commandments and we read the Torah in general, it's, there's nothing selfish about Torah. So for those that claim they follow Torah, but have strife in their heart, for those that claim they follow Torah and they don't like to help nobody. For those that claim to follow Torah, and you're always judging and, 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 and casting judgment on people. And you never bring solutions, but you always talk about how somebody ain't doing something right. Mm-hmm. You know, those that say they follow Torah, but you ain't really got no love in your heart. Those that, those that follow Torah, but you never 
actually want to go out and talk to those that need your help. You know, everybody just wicked and you just be in your own little quarter. Yeah. And you don't want to talk to nobody. On the block, we would call you a, a false flagger. Fact, facts. Yeah, facts. False <laughs> flagger, for real. You know, so um, we have to understand that, you know, in order to truly have a tour, we have to be completely selfless, selfless and we have to really be able to sacrifice self for the most high. Like, in order to truly follow tour, we have to really sacrifice everything. You know, we, there should not be any selfish bone in our body when it comes to tour. Like, tour is completely selfless. Like, it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with self. It has nothing to do with preserving yourself. It has everything to do with sacrificing yourself for God, for, for your fellow man. You know, so, but most people don't really get that tour is about that. It's, it's about right. the heart. It's about the intents of the heart. It's about having a true desire to want to live right, to do right, and to treat other people right. You know, that is the whole point of it all. You know, so that's why I always want to explain that because it's one thing to say, follow tour, you know, but what does that truly mean? Well, it means to truly give yourself away and be completely selfless, right, and following your God and following, you know, uh, and, and being a person that's willing to be accessible and be loving and, and, and be kind to the people that's around you and be able to spread love and spread the message to people around you, you know, so I, that is very important. You know, when it comes to building this community up, you know, because mm-hmm. obviously, like I said, we got to start. Ref- we got to start reflecting, and we got to start having tour written on our heart, not just doing a letter. You know, and that's why a lot of the camps, you know, they come straight from the streets, you know, and then get straight into you know the way, and and they're preaching a gospel with a lot of hatred in their heart because you know they they find out their identity, and they find out their nationality, right. they find out they're being lied to, and so they take that same anger and they bring it over to the truth. And now they've made a whole doctrine based off of their anger and their emotion, you know, and they're not necessarily, you know, um, being reflective and truly being healed, right. you know, um, from the things that um, we were, they were lied to about, you know. So we have to be a right. people where, you know, we really reflect. And then after we reflect, you know, the Torah will be written on our heart, you know, because the Torah can't be written on your heart if you don't reflect. That's you right. You know, can, if you don't reflect, then you will never really grow. You know, you never really grow if you don't reflect, you know, so. Yeah, that's true. So we got to deal. Like, it's, it's it's one thing to know something. It's another thing to teach it. So Thanks. you have to, do, before we start teaching, uh, a lot of it, like you said, a lot of our brothers and sisters are angry and uh, understandably angry. Mm-hmm. But you have to deal with your trauma. Facts. Before you call yourself pulling somebody else um, into the truth. And a lot of times, most of the black community, we ain't dealt with trauma. That's so we passed trauma down. You can look. I think I did a podcast on epigenetics, but mm-hmm. uh, we passed stuff down to the next generation, unfortunately. Um, I mean, and different small things like um, like stuff we may not even realize we're doing. Like you're up at nine o'clock at night, and your kids up at nine o'clock at night watching the same thing you watching. Facts. It's not a good thing. Like those are small things that we have to look at and say, okay, I can't keep blaming my kid for the for the choices they make when they're looking at me and I'm making those same exact choices. Facts. I can't blame my kid for making an F in school when I have them up at nine o'clock at night watching whatever you're watching and mm-hmm. don't ain't nothing good for no kid after no 5 PM anyway, what they watching TV for. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then secondly, again, like just taking small pride and stuff. Like I remember growing up, we, we didn't live in the best neighborhoods. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. growing up Northeast side of Carbondale, Illinois. Yeah. And, um, it's it's not horrible. Like it, it ain't it ain't bed style nothing like that. But mm-hmm. it's it's your small town country kind of ghetto stuff. Uh but I remember I used to cut my our yard. We lived like on this corner lot. 
Well, there was an empty corner. There was an empty. Uh, there was nothing on the corner lot. Then our house was the next house. Mm-hmm. So I would cut our grass, and then my mom and myself. She made me. I didn't want to do it. I didn't understand it back then. But she made. She went and she picked up all the, the chips, the the broken glass, the 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 uh, alcohol bottles that were in this empty lot. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are we doing this? This is not our house. She said, but it's next to our house. Right. It's in our neighborhood. It makes yeah. our neighborhood look bad. So if I live here, I'm gonna make sure the neighborhood is clean. So just taking ownership. And she didn't even own the house. We we rented that house. She right. was not an owner. So there's no excuse. Like, oh, I just rent. I own it. No, you live there. You live there. Right. So if you lay your head down more than for a week uh, and your and mail comes to that property, mm-hmm. you live there. And that's right. your neighborhood. That's take, true. Take pride in it, man. We, we take so much pride in dumb stuff. That's fact. You know, we, we, you know, we, love to, we, we love to be black. We love to have melanin, which is great things. Like, yeah. I love to be, I'm, I, I'm glad I'm a black man. I'm glad I married a black woman. I'm glad I got black kids. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I also have to be prideful in my neighborhood because guess what? It's a black neighborhood. So yeah. If you really love blackness, take some pride in your neighborhood and, and let's try to clean it up. Um, so with that said, what, what is what is the importance of just the black family as a whole, the black family? And we know our families are weird. So we have uh, nuclear families. So we have the husband, the wife, the two kids and a dog that yep. exists. Yep. Uh, we have the uh, fractured family where we have. You know, mama raising, you know, a single mother mm-hmm. um, and not just single mothers, but I got some cousins who are single fathers. Yeah. Uh, so they exist, too, although they're not talked about, not celebrated enough, but they out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have the blended family. So uh, I married a woman who had kids. I got to deal with the baby daddy. Right. I married a man who got kids. I got to deal with the baby mama. Facts. Uh, we have all that in the black neighborhood. I don't know about other family, other neighborhoods. I'm not white. I'm not Hispanic. I'm black. Mm-hmm. So. How important, though, is it for us to build a strong black family? Man, that's probably or pretty much probably the the most important thing that we should do or that we can do, you know, because everything starts within. I say it all the time, man, in order to have a strong nation, in order for us to really build up as a people, it starts in the home first, you know, because it's one thing to, you know, go out and do stuff. But if if your home life is not good, then you can't really affect outside life you can't really affect other people if you're not affecting the family so it's very important for families to come back together because you know we know in the 60s and in the early 1900s we know that you know uh, we had very prominent families back then and you know we had you know a lot of you know black owned businesses and you know we were a thriving people right you know even in through even amongst all of the oppression around us and the segregation we still thrive that's right because we had strong families and you know, uh, we took care of each other. We had thriving communities that we, you know, we, you know, piggybacked off each other. And we, we all came together as a, as, a, as a unit. And we were really thriving people, you know, which is why they had to bring government assistance in to kind of break, break <laughs> all that up. We understand that. But, you know, that's why, you know, it's, it's important for the family to, to be together, you know, because if, if, if a piece is missing, if the mom is missing, if the dad is missing, then you're already, you know, 10 steps behind. You know, you, you right. need both to have the structure and to have the nurturing. You know, you know the woman brings the nurturing and the caring and, you know, uh, 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 the educational stuff. And, you know, the man brings the structure, the strong foundation, you know, and when you don't have one of those, then, you know, it, it, it there's there's always something that, that, that intrinsically starts be, to be missing from the child, you know. So we, we you need both parents in the household together as a family, you know, not always divorced, the blended stuff, even though that can work too. But we need strong black families again because with that, we can have, we can build a better and stronger unit community 
with strong families that can, that can raise, you know, strong-minded children, you know, because, you know, there's a, go, there's, there's a lot of trauma that goes with, you know, single-parent homes, you know. Just for me, for instance, um, me growing up with both of my, both of my parents in the household, you know, um, I feel like I had a great upbringing, and, you know, having my mother, having my father in my life. I was able to, I was able to gain understanding from both and see perspectives. Right. I was able to learn how to be nurturing, learn how to be caring, learn how to be, to, learn how to be soft and, 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 and nurturing and caring for my mother. And I was able to learn, you know, from my dad, you know, how to be a man, what a man should do, what a man should, you know, how a man should think, how they should treat, how should, they should treat women, right. how they should treat, you know, other people. And I was able to learn how to be a man and, and understand what it is as far as to have, have a foundation, you know, to be a man. And, and, and after my parents got divorced, then that's when, you know, my psyche started to kind of change and, you know, all that trauma dealing with divorce and dealing with the broken family, like it started to play in my mind, you know, and it really did affect me in a negative way. I started to have less confidence in myself. Wow. I started to, you know, go into depression. I started to believe that I didn't really have any self-worth or that there was no purpose in my life because of those different traumatic things of not having both parents in the household and going yeah. through divorce and going through like, and so that's me being, me being in education and seeing that that is a lot of why kids act the way they act because you have these broken homes you have the mama and the dad going at each other and, and putting their kids in the middle of, in the, in the middle of mess. And that causes kids to be angry. It causes right. kids to be stressed out. It causes kids not to know how to act, not to think. And this is why we have a lot of effeminate men because, you know, with these broken homes and, and the daddy's not being there, these boys don't know what it, what it means or, or, or what it takes to be a man. They don't know. Nobody's really raising them to know how to act like a man, how to treat women, how to do certain things. This is, this is why we have a lot of effeminate, you know, people grow, um, coming up now is because they're not being taught those, those, that, that side of the man because of these broken families. And so if the man is weak, that means everything else will be weak because we know that the man is the head of the house and you know the head of the man is Christ. So if the man is not being a strong head, then everything else will tumble down after that. So, you know, so this is why it's important to have the full family structure. You know, it's important for that. It's really important. Yeah, and speaking of the effeminate man, uh, <clears throat> that reminds me of a verse. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up. Go ahead and bring it out. Uh, yes, yeah, 1 Corinthians 6, 9. <clears throat> I did a video way back when. It's called, uh, I think it was No Filter Friday, mm-hmm. about the purse ran generation. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> 1 Corinthians, um, pull this up real quick. For, uh, chapter 6, verse 9. And let me read the King James so there's no, uh, so I don't want no rebuttals. <laughs> you didn't read out the King James. Right. All right. First uh, Corinthians 6, 9, out of the King James Version says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceivers, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor uh, adulterers, nor effeminate. Mm-hmm nor abusers of themselves of mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor um, extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. That's huge. It said the effeminate. Facts. So soft men, mm-hmm. you're not getting in. Facts. So when you as a father abandon your child, and it doesn't always happen because I was born in a, in a single mother home. I'm all man. Mm-hmm. All right. Facts. But a lot of times, especially as we get closer and closer to, you know, just the the, the age of Hasatan. Mm-hmm. 
we see that it's more and more acceptable in the black community for a man to act like a woman, to have female traits. Yep. Oh, that's okay. He just, you know, he, he just got female traits. He just a little feminine. No, a, a female is feminine. Mm-hmm. A male is masculine. Yeah. Effeminate men cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Now, if you understand the difference between kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven, what it's, it, what it's not saying is, it's not saying that he can change and be delivered and make it into the new Jerusalem. Yeah. Because we understand that the kingdom of heaven is something that's coming down from the Shamayim. Yes. So that's your new heaven, that's your new earth, that's kingdom of heaven. Uh, that's what it says in your in your gospels. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we, we understand that the kingdom of God, according to Matthew, according to John, is something that's inside of you. Mm-hmm. So now we're talking about the Holy Spirit. So you can't be guided by nor have the gift of the Holy Spirit if you are an effeminate man. Right. And the problem is we got a lot of these effeminate men leading churches, mm-hmm. leading choirs, leading black-owned businesses, uh, leading families, men on the down low. That's still a thing. We don't talk about it no more. That was huge in the 90s. Sure was. We want to forget about it now, but mm-hmm. it still happens. It, it's facts. Uh, we got women on the down low. I know because there's a lot of lesbian women uh, who were married once. They got kids. Now they're married to a woman now. Mm-hmm. So at some point they knew that they didn't were attractive sexually to their husbands. Yeah. Um, so, but but that's huge that an effeminate man can't make it into the kingdom. Like you can't receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's the damage you're doing to your child when you raise them without the other uh, person in the home. Facts. So, and it's not just single mothers. You can have a father who's just too rough, and mm-hmm. that's and that's not a bad thing. But you got to have that balance. Balance. So now, man, daddy was so rough. I got to make sure that I'm not like him. Facts. So now I'm an effeminate. I can't do that. So as the fam- as the black family goes, so goes the black neighborhood. In my opinion, so goes the world because we influence the world. That's facts. Uh, so it's not a coincidence that when the black community started accepting um, all of these, uh, all of the homosexual agendas, mm-hmm. the world like exploded. It, all of a sudden now it's legal to be married to whomever you get married to. Yeah. All of a sudden now uh, pride, although it was a big thing, and we can talk about that here in a second. Although it was a big thing before the African-American community kind of embraced the homosexual agenda, it wasn't as big as it is now. Man. Uh, It's huge, and we see it everywhere. Can't get away from it. We see rainbows everywhere. We know rainbows are to remind us about the the Noahide covenant. It's not about homosexuality. Um, and I, and I know, I know if I try to put this video up on YouTube, I'm trying to do a video they might take it down. That's okay. Again, we'd be on Patreon. It's all mm-hmm. right. We got a way around that. Yep. The truth will come out. Uh, but either way, uh, we could talk about pride. It's, it's, it's the month of June. Uh, unfortunately, this is the same month that holds Father's Day. It's the same month of Juneteenth. Yep. So that tells you where they're trying to distract your mind from, um, it's every day. It's something about pride, 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 pride. We went to the mall the other day. Uh, we was in Nashville. Man. Every single advertisement at every single store had something to do with Pride Month. And it had black and brown people on it. Facts. So you know who they're trying to target. At the same time, I didn't see a lot of stuff for Father's Day. Mm. That's true. That's true. Usually you go through the mall during this time. It's like, yo, you know, at least, you know, get your daddy a tie and some socks or something. Yeah. I ain't see nothing. That's facts. Nothing. Um, this government love Juneteenth. They love you black people. They some of these jobs and let you off for Juneteenth. I ain't seen no Juneteenth apparel. Man. I ain't seen nothing celebrating Juneteenth at the mall. That's facts. Everything was talking about pride. Mm-hmm. So it's letting you know, like, we don't care about fathers. We don't care about your black people. 
We care about our agenda. Because remember, the homosexual agenda started with gay white men. Not gay black men, not gay black women. Mm -hmm. I know y'all in it and the trans and all this stuff with Black Lives Matter pushing the whole envelope with the black community. Mm -hmm. But it's not about you. It's again, it goes right back to being about the people who own this country. Facts. White men. So mm -hmm. and if for somehow or another, we keep getting trapped up in their movements. Whether it's uh whether it's the 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 nineteen twenties with women's suffrage. Mm -hmm. like, our women wasn't in that category. Facts. Like they didn't need to partner with the feminists of that time. Not like at all. Black men and black women were on the same totem pole. They were, yeah, facts. Why you need to join them? That's their problem. Yeah. Uh, uh, we talk about you know again the, the the gay rights movement. We can talk about you know the the Irish and the Scottish and how they were trying to you know uh, fight for uh, prominence and assimilate into the neighborhoods. And we helped them do that. Mm -hmm. What do we get? Slavery. Facts. Jim Crow. Mm -hmm. like we, we, we find ourselves keep fighting for their agendas. And, and, yep. and, and hear me now. I'm not, I'm not. And people will say that, man, you know, them, them Hebrews, man, they, they, they homophobic. Nope. Sure not. Love gay people. Why? Because they have a vice just like I have a vice. Facts. I love women a lot. So I have to check myself everywhere I go. Mm -hmm. All right. There's things I can't watch. There's places I can't go. Uh, there's even some females at my job. I just stay away from. Yeah. I, I can't talk to you a uh, high and by and I'm gone. Pew. I'm going the other way. Mm -hmm. uh, and we know that the sages of Torah talk about how um, we know the scripture, you know, a man lies with a man. It's unnatural and you right. face death and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but we do understand that it's, it's talking about the act of homosexuality and not the person. Because the act in itself cannot be redeemed. Mm -hmm. Person can be redeemed. That's facts. So when we're talking about homosexuals, it's not like a, a all inclusive. Like these persons are damned to hell. I don't have a hell, heaven or hell to put nobody in. Facts. I can say that if Yeshua comes back and you're and that's still your God, mm -hmm. whether it's homosexuality, whether it's lying, cheating, stealing, not following Sabbath, fornicating, whatever, whatever we were just read down that list that we just read, mm -hmm. the people that are not gonna make it to the kingdom of God, you thieving, all this stuff. All y'all going. Mm -hmm. All y'all. So let's not make homosexuality the sin. But what I am saying is this country is making it the issue. So mm -hmm. we have to talk about it. We got to. We got to talk about it. That's so, true. Uh, but again, I think gay people can be redeemed. Uh, our sages say that, you know, someone who, uh, someone who has a vice mm -hmm. and fights with all their might to do the opposite mm -hmm. and to run toward Torah is more deserving of salvation than the person who doesn't have that vice and doesn't have to have that fight. So I commend my brothers and sisters out there who, who struggle with homosexuality mm -hmm. and, and they try their best not to act upon those desires. Just like I try my best not to act upon desire of going and flirting with some woman I know ain't my wife, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, or going to looking at pornography or uh, whatever your vice is, lying, cheating, um, like you, you, you want to take that, you want to take that $200 off your taxes. Cause you know, it's going to add an extra $10 on your, uh, whatever right. your business that like whatever your vice is, yeah. you fighting to do the right thing. That's, that's commendable. But problem in the black community is we're not fighting to do the right thing for the most part. Mm -hmm. What we see is churches conforming to the homosexual agenda, mm -hmm. uh, churches allowing black lives matter to come in and talk about that and push the black trans agenda and all this different stuff. How, how, in your opinion, does that uh, impact, if at all, 
impact the the black community? Man, that's a huge impact because, you know, as black people, we're very spiritual people, you mm-hmm. know, so we, we definitely follow church big time. And we know that this whole coexist movement that we're, right. that we're headed towards is, is coming <clears throat> to a head because we know that Agenda 2030, a part of their, you know, well, part of their plan is they, they want a, a one religious system, you know, a one religious system. We know that that's, that's coming very soon. So they're trying to merge the different religions and have a all inclusive everybody you know we just all believe it's the same thing and we all just kind of just come together and we all just agree you know so they're, they're they're trying to push that and so they have certain figureheads such as the td snakes and the and the <laughs> creflo hollas and the jewel um all and people of that nature ultra that sheen. are that are that are right ultra sheen and <laughs> that are prominent prominent religious figures that are pushing this narrative and going away from scriptures and being more motivational speakers right. and having these issues come up. And they're pretty much saying that this now accepted now. And right. so once again, us being in the social media area era where we just believe people that we follow, we don't do research. We don't really look into things. We just believe who we like. Then people will run run right along with that agenda and right. be coexisting. And we know that, you know, when it comes to scripture, we, we can't compromise and we can't, right. you know, compromise when it comes to our faith. So we can't be a people that's coexisting, but that is what a lot of people are running towards. So we have a lot of Christians, a lot, a lot of believers that now rock with the, the gay stuff and, and, and that allows it because, you know, their favorite pastor speak on it and say, he said it's okay. So now it's <laughs> becoming a thing where now you got, you got people that are believers or so-called believers that are now, you know, um, pumping up the pride stuff and the gay stuff and, and things of that nature. So it, it has impact. The, it has impacted the community in a in a very dangerous way because we know that, you know, the elite they they use black issues as a Trojan horse to bring right. in, bring in things. That's right. You know, um, that that complete their agenda. You know, we they always use us as the as the as the pawns because they know we we about as dumb as doorknobs. We just we just go along go along with everything that goes on, man. We just we just fall we fall for everything. You know, so. You know, it, it has impacted, you know, black people in a very negative way because we have a lot of people that are starting to, you know, go into the coexist way of things. And, they, and a lot of them don't even know it. They just it's just starting to just be, be indoctrinated within the minds of the people. And people are starting to, you know, um, like I said, not follow the scripture, but, you know, just, you know, follow what's follow the trend of the media, follow the trend of their right. past or follow the trend of what's going on. You know, so, yeah, man, it's, it's definitely had a, a, a horrible impact on the community as a whole, for sure. Yeah, that's and that's unfortunate because we know decades ago, this one had been an issue in the African-American community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you have different stories about, you know, people, oh, man, when I told, when I came out and told my mom, she kicked me out the house and all this stuff. So I don't necessarily agree with all of that. Um, you do have to steer your children in the right direction mm-hmm. uh, in love. Um, I don't agree with your lifestyle, but I do love you. Right. And this is the right way and continue to model that right way until, mm-hmm. you know, it's that that child's time to get out the house. So I, I do know there's there are some children out there. It's like, you know, you're not 18, but your parents kicked you out the house because you're because your sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily agree with that again mm-hmm. as a as an adult. Yeah. You have to know enough, enough scripture to stand and say, no, child, this is not the way to go. But this, according to scripture, this is how you should live your life. Thanks. And and even outside of scripture. Although they glamorize this lifestyle, look at all the, and you can go on YouTube and look at all the people who, man, I, I, I did a transgender thing 
And I realized that, well, for me, and these are all the issues that I have to go through now. Mm -hmm. um, I was homosexual at one time, and I've been delivered, but here are all the lingering issues I have to go through now. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of that, they don't tell the horror stories yeah. of, of, of homosexuality. Just like uh, any other issue in the black neighborhood, like they don't tell you the horror stories of being part of the gang. They don't tell you the horror stories of being a being a pimp. They just give you these movies and be like, oh, man, I give Richard die trying. Like, I'm, I'm going to go to the trap. Or everybody want to be Bishop Don Juan, but yep. then you get there and they don't tell you about everybody snitch. Mm -hmm. And you in jail for something you ain't even do. Yeah. For, for God knows how long. Uh, now your family's being threatened. Now you being whooped. Now your, your girl a part of the team. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if, if you have an ear, let them hear. You know, I know kids listen to this podcast, so I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. so that no one tells the horror stories um, but the problem and the problem I have the number one issue I have with the homosexual agenda mm -hmm. is that when you speak your opinion about it yep. people get in their feelings so much yep. at the same time they argue about tolerance tolerance means and this is why I don't believe in tolerance because tolerance means whether I agree with you or not agree with you I don't care what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Do what you do. There's nobody on the face of the earth that's like that because you're going to get to some point or some kind of topic that's going to set them off. Mm -hmm. So so as, as the homosexuals talk about tolerance and it's okay for them to parade down you know, Cooper Street here mm -hmm. on Memphis, but it's not okay for me to say, hey, I don't agree with you. Right. And I'm not one of the people that, that invoke violence or anything like that. I'm just telling you, according to my faith mm -hmm. and what my God said, I don't agree with you. Yep. That simple. Yep. But here's what I do agree with, and here's where we can come to an agreement at, but most of them don't even want to hear that because all mm -hmm. they hear is, well, you hate me, and you're against me, and all. I'm not. Right. Like, I actually love you. Right. That's why I'm telling you these things. Yeah. I could just say, you know, yeah, like these other pastors, go ahead and do your thing. Be damned to hell. Right. But I'm trying to tell you what I believe is the truth. Mm -hmm. That that should show you that, man, I actually love you. Yep. I actually care about you. Um, I actually care about my neighborhood. And I mean, I'm talking about, you know, African-Americans in general, because African-Americans, when we get a hold of something, and we ain't even been in the whole gay thing long, but we, right. we get a hold of something, we like, and this is it. Like, there ain't nothing else, and you can't talk against gay people, and this, that, and the other, and blah, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Like, I ha I can have an opinion. Right. I live in an, I live in a country that, that honors free speech. You know, I can have an opinion. Uh, but like you said, I think it does impact us in a negative way, because uh, we're spiritual people. Um, I think this diminishes our spirit. I mm -hmm. think it diminishes our energy uh, because in any religious, whatever you, whatever you want to call it, like the, the whole aim of the, that religion is number one, it's about procreation. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're talking about Christianity, Islam, uh, Judaism, um, Hinduism, Buddhism, whatever it is, it's about procreation yep. at, at, at the, at the, at the forehead of that. And then it's about a connection. There's a spiritual connection that a man and a woman makes uh, when they have relations with one another. Mm -hmm. Just a spiritual connection Thanks. because it was meant to be that way from day one. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not saying that, oh, don't be gay because it's going to stop. It's going to dwindle our population. Like, now there's, there's plenty enough Negroes and she grows out there that's horny that's going to. We ain't going to worry about that. Black people going to keep reproducing for the end of time. Right. <laughs> that, That's that, facts. We ain't going to worry about that. No, we ain't going to worry about but that. But just about how it diminishes our spirituality, and it continues to put us in these curses. Like the scripture said, we're going to be cursed if we do like these other nations. Facts. You cannot be like the Greeks. We want to be so Greek so much. We join their fraternities. Mm -hmm. uh, we date their women. And now we want to be like them as far as sexual orientation is concerned. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. 
Yep. Just can't do it. And it just shows, man, that, you know, once again, we always fall hook, line of sinker for the, for the, the big agenda, you know? So like I said, like that, like we are always Trojan horse. We are always the Trojan horse for the agenda. And like, even when we look at just the gay stuff and how they, you know, merged, you know, that end with the, the civil rights movement and stuff yes, and how, yes. you know, once again, even George Soros, who was also one of the people that's in the CFR once again, and, and he's <laughs> the founder of this so-called black lives matter, you know, movement and, you know, on their website, you know, we had nothing to do with black issues. They had everything to do with transgender, <laughs> you know, transgender stuff, yep. you know, and I think they took it down because I think there's the people start to figure that out, you know, but <laughs> you know, it's just, it just shows man that, you know, um, that they, they all, that now the reason why people look at, like, it's so, it's so, it's, it's so hard to go against the homosexual community is because they've made it into, you know, a political civil rights issue now. So now, right. now these people are oppressed and, and now these people are like, like black people. And now they're, they're treated as second class citizens. It's like, no man, people just have an opinion. Nobody is treating gay folks like second class citizens, man. Right. You know, we just don't agree. Different than anybody right. Else in you this know, country. so like gay, gay folks are not oppressed. You just, we don't agree with you. You know, I don't agree that it is something that we should be doing or is right. You know, and I should have that opinion, you know, like, 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 um, what brother, you saying, you know, I don't have to, to hate you, to disagree with you. Right. I can disagree with you and I can still love you and show you love and, and continue to try to, you know, you know, help you and guide you in certain areas. You know, I don't have to, you know, treat you less than because of, like you said, your sexual orientation, you know, like, like you said, we, we all have our vices. We all have things that we deal with. So, but just as long as you're fighting against it and you're willing to, you know, grow from it, you know, that's, that's good. You know, and I can always, I commend folks, whatever the sin is, if you're willing to grow, if you're willing to, you know, shed off that, that thing and you're willing to fight against that thing, you know, I'm, I'm with you, you know, and, um, and, and we don't have to have contention just because we disagree or if, if you want to be gay, if you want to do what you want to do, like, you know, live your life, do what you want to do. I don't control nothing, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, but you can't get mad at me disagreeing. Like, you know, that's just, that's wrong for you to get mad at me for disagreeing with your, with, with your lifestyle, you know? So I'll leave it at that. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's good. Listen, uh, thank you again. Shot of uh, for coming on the show. Uh, been trying to get you on here for a little minute. You know, it's, it's a busy brother. So doing a lot of things yes, in the community. Sir. So I, I thank you again for joining Jacob C podcast. Uh, tell them again where they can find you, like on social media, where they can find your album, all that good stuff. All right, so you can uh, follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me by putting shot period avad, shot period avad, so S H A U D period A V A D, and that would be my name on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can follow me on Facebook, Shadrick Avad. Just look that up and follow me on Facebook and, and my album, um, um, Transparency, um, Darkness into Light. Once again, it is on. Apple Music, it is on SoundCloud, it's on Amazon Music, uh, on any streaming service that you have, it'll, you will find it. So you can just type in Avad, A-V-A-D, and the album should come up. And if not, just type in the title, put Transparency um, with the colon, um, Darkness Into Light, and you will find the album there, right? Uh, well, thank you again, uh, my brother, uh, for joining the show. Yes, sir. Uh, coming down the street to hang out with your boy. Yeah, long time coming. Yeah, yeah. Glad to, glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, we thank you again. So, uh, as always, y'all, keep it 98 plus 2. Seek the truth, live it out, and inform others. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.